So this is the day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor, as always, and a privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life. For those joining us for the very first time, let me say I appreciate you. Thank you and welcome. And let me let you know what this show is all about. This show is about discussing various topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or just shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel or believe without judgment will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. And we can have an honest and free conversation here on This is the Day with Pastor Wade. You know there's a lot of things that are going on in the world right now. Today, this coronavirus, quote unquote, I'm having air quotes in the air right now. Uh, also, this thing with social injustices, not only to black people in America, but people in general. And also just the lack of respect we have for one another is at an all time, all time, all time, all time. Did I say all time? All time high. We also must share this planet. We got to understand that we have to occupy this space together, that everybody that we live with, especially in proximity with us, is our brethren. And so we definitely got to understand that. So we're here to discuss and have a conversation freely about what's going on and how to treat one another. Let's uh, review uh, the last conversation we have for those listening for the very first time from episode three. We talked about the basic and primary commandment, which is love one another. You also know we talked about alien, which means what is the Greek word for one another. Uh, we also talked about uh, our responsibility is loving one another. And you found that in John 15, 12 and 17. Uh, it also says, this is my commandment that you love one another. This, this I command you that you love one another. And if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, because this is episode four, listen to the other episodes, episodes one, two and three. Also, you can go before this uh, series uh, with the 10 principles for having a successful relationship with also ties into this because one thing that is happening right now is everybody needs to learn how to be in relationship with each other. Not only relationship with God, relationship with yourself and relationship with your brethren, period. This is a very huge thing that is going on uh, right now. Also, we also talked about in the episode uh, three, uh, we talked about uh, our example is loving one another. We said in John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you have that you also have love for one another. Uh, the Lord provides us with a perfect human example in every way and manner, degree, extent, and purpose. So Jesus is our great example of what love is. Remember I said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So understand that when God showed us what love is by giving. So let me help somebody out there just with any kind of relationship. Ladies, 
where my lady's at. Hey, ladies, if he says he loves you, that is great. But love is not the words. Love is an expression. Love is, he's got an express how he loves you. And that's just not always with things and stuff. You will know somebody that loves you by the way they can express it. Like if they uh, have joy when you're around, if they're kind to you, humble around you, those things uh, are expressions of love. Okay, that was free. I'm See, look, look, I'm helping somebody out right now. We haven't even got to today's material already. That was free for you. All right, next thing we also learned in uh, episode three, we learned our means and motive uh, in loving one another. You find that in Galatians 5, 13 through 26. We also said our objectives in loving one another, which was one for a testimony to the world of the reality of God's love in Christ. Uh, that was John 13, 35. And it says, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Also, we said on the second thing with that is uh, love continues to increase. Look, 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 look. Love has to increase. Love doesn't just stay where it is. Love's increase. Remember I said, if you listen to any um, in the 10 principles for successful relationship, remember I said, sometimes people, especially married couples say, I love you more today than I did when I first met you. That's because the love has increased. Also, when you talk about love must increase, uh, it says, may the Lord cause you to increase and abound in love for one another, for all men, just as we also do for you. That was in 1 Thessalonians 3 and 12. And then also we said the intensity and also it's a spiritual source. Uh, we, we said also, since you have in obedience to the truth, purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren. We are all brethren, no matter what culture you're from. No matter what color you look like, we are all brethren. Why do I say that? Because everybody on this planet that was born of a woman is, is a spirit. They live in a body and they have a soul, which is a mind. So they're all your brethren. The goal is for those that are believers and those that don't believe in God, our goal is to point each other into direction of God and know that there is a higher source. There is a higher power. We have a creator. We have a father that loves each and every one of us because he made us. He is our creator. That's why all of us are brethren because we are a spirit. We live in a body and we have a soul, which is a mind. And you can also find that in first Peter uh, 1 22. And it says above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sin. Listen, listen, there's a lot of sin going around with each other right now. Well, I ain't even talking about the sins against God right now, just with each other. And the only way we can overcome and move forward is we love has to cover to cover a multitude of sins. I get it. We, the slavery happened. Look, the way this country was founded, uh, killing the, the genocide of Native Americans. Look, pushing uh, Mexicans off back into Mexico, kicking them off the U.S. I get it. Look, there's a lot of sins, a lot of lying, stealing, cheating. This country has been built on. When you talk about the forefathers, when you talk about the prejudiced people that were in the South, even the people that were in the North were prejudiced because as much as people want to praise Abraham Lincoln from freeing the slaves, stop it. That dude had slaves too. Even while he was uh, freeing the slave, quote unquote, I'm having bunny quotes in the air. Because remember also that even after you freed the slaves, quote unquote, that 
Two years later, there were people in Texas that didn't know they were free until then. Oh, man, I didn't lost some friends right now. Somebody don't like me, but the truth is the truth because, you know, here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade, that's exactly what you're going to get. Let's move forward with the review. We also said the third one for ministry and services to others. Ultimately, ministry and service summarize all uh, all one another injunctions, which means commands that follow as expressions of God's love for one another. Also, we talked about the hindrances to loving one another. So that's going to move right into today's uh, show, which we talk about the negative commands, which follows under the hindrances to loving one another. Ladies and gentlemen, are y'all ready to get into it? Where my people at? I can't hear you right now, but I know y'all saying y'all ready. Look at somebody, look at your neighbor, tell them, are your street seat and tray table in the upright position? And say, are you ready? Yeah. Look back at them and say, you ready? I'm ready. Then let's go. Episode four. In this conversation, we're going to talk about the negative commands of loving one another. We find hindrances to loving one another and hindrances to fellowship. Fellowship is important when you talk about how we love one another, how we treat one another. The, that is a key thing, which is fellowship. You cannot treat one another if you're not touching each other. Uh-oh, I'm sorry. We're in a social distancing era. We have to touch each other. There is no such thing as social distancing. I don't care what the news tell you. Dr. Fauci tells you it is impossible for people to social distance because at the end of the day, Divinely, everybody is going to congregate back together because by divine nature, that is how we are built. I'm sorry. You can tell Dr. Fauci to call me. You can tell the president of the United States to call me. You can tell the CDC to call me. I will tell them every single time you and your mask and your, your social distancing can go somewhere because people will always gravitate back toward each other. It's divine nature. There ain't no disease. There is nothing out there that will keep people from coming together. That's why love conquers all. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, love conquers all. Love conquers even the coronavirus. If we do it right, if we do it together. Oh, boy, somebody don't like me now, but I don't care because I love you anyway. These negative injunctions stress and point to what we naturally tend to do without the exchange of life of Christ. Without life-changing power of the Lord, the ministry of the Spirit, and daily renewal in the Word. For the purpose of this conversation, ladies and gentlemen, there are five negative commands that will be listed that we're about to have a conversation about, that we're going to talk about, that we're just going to, you know, mull over a little bit. But note, they are nullified by the positive injunctions or the commands of the New Testament. The sixth command, which we will go over, the negative one, is a, found, is a foundational piece. And we will deal with that more in detail. So the first one of the negative commands, it says, do not judge one another. Oh, my God. We can, you know what? That could be a, a series by itself. That's a whole conversation we could have for a whole year. Do not judge one another. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have that going on right now? Oh, my God goodness. There's finger pointing and what have you. There's judgment. Everything is happening right now. Also, it says, therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. That's Romans 14, 13. Listen, we're not here to judge one another. We're, we can judge the fruit of the person. But we're not supposed to judge the intent of the heart. Only God can do that. 
And sometimes we may not understand why people do what they do, but we can see the fruit that they produce in their life. And so that's why we have to learn how to treat one another and not judge them because we got to understand where they're coming from. Remember, I've talked in previous episodes, both all sides, every culture, every race got to understand where each other is coming from. And then we'll be able to move forward. That's why my favorite scripture, one of them is come, let us reason together. Come on. If we go reason together, that means we can't be judging each other at the table. Oh boy. I'm going to leave that alone. Next one. Next negative command. Do not have lawsuits with one another. Oh my God. I'm just going to stop right there. Ladies and gentlemen, I live in California, the suing state. They sue you for oxygen here. Look, I mean, right now there are people trying to sue other people just because they're not wearing a mask. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> just stop it. Just sue for anything. Just suing people just so they can come up. Just suing people so they can get back at each other. Just bringing lawsuits against each other. The Bible says, actually, then it is already a defeat for you that you have lawsuits with one another. Why not rather be wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? That's 1 Corinthians 6, 7. Look, by the time we get to the court, by the time the judge hear it, by the time they hear all sides, this side, that side, by the time you didn't spend money on bringing a lawsuit against somebody, by the time you've done all that, you both parties are tired. Then by the time they make a ruling, you done forgot what y'all was even fighting about. And then it's not even worth it because y'all going to give all the money to the lawyer anyway. Oh, my goodness. Look, sometimes you just going to have to turn the other cheek and move forward. That is what this is implying. Just do not have lawsuits with one another. Listen, don't be judging one another. And look, let's stop trying to take everybody to court for everything. Why can't we just come to the case? come to the table and reason together why can't people just just be accountable say hey look i wronged you my bad then when they do say that don't be sitting there trying to hold it against them and having unforgiveness oh 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 yes you know that thing unforgiveness you know they wronged me so therefore i'm gonna hold it against you do you know it take more energy to hold a grudge than anything because you're in captivity. You're holding yourself in captivity when you have unforgiveness. Also, when you bring some lawsuits against somebody, you're holding yourself in captivity because your life can't move forward because everything you're doing right now is surrounded by that lawsuit. Versus you could just you should just forgive them. Y'all could have reasoned together, figure out another way how to compensate each other or how to get through this whole thing together instead of using the courts. The system is already broke as far as when you talk about the courts anyway, so I'm going to leave that alone. Next thing, negative command. It says, do not bite and devour one another. Oh, my goodness. That's in Galatians 5.15. It says, but if you bite and devour one another, take care lest you be consumed by one another. Listen. Listen, try to consume and devouring one another. That goes along with don't be bringing lawsuits. When you are consumed to devouring another, it consumes your life. It consumes you. It gets in the way of how you love, how you express yourself. It takes control of you. Especially my control freaks out, out, out there that always want to be in control. I want to control stuff. Well, let me tell you, when you all about revenge, when you're trying to devour one another, it will consume you and you may think you're getting ahead or may think you're getting over or may think you're getting justice for yourself, but you're not. You're just being consumed by your own unforgiveness. Oh, my goodness. 
I don't know where all this is coming from, ladies and gentlemen. Do you still love me? I hope you still love me. Say, did somebody put on the Facebook stories, Instagram stories, something, just say, passed away, I love you. Just, just say that and put hashtag this today. I'll know exactly where it's from. Also, the next one, it says, do not challenge and envy one another. Oh, 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 do not challenge and envy one another. Look, 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 look. Woo, this is 2020. We can spend all 2021 on that one. Do not challenge and envy one another. Where are my haters at? Haters. Why you hating on folks? Why you envying what they got? Listen, let me tell you something about envy. And, and you've heard me say this before, but I'm going to help somebody right now. And hopefully you'll listen. Hopefully it'll bless somebody's life. When you envy, sometimes when you envy somebody and you see something on them or that they have that you think you should have and you recognize it. Let me tell you, let me give you a little secret. The reason why you recognize it and it's on them and they're in your proximity is because it was probably originally for you. But because of your attitude, uh oh, but because of the way you treat others, because your love is off, because the way you express it, because you try to you. Oh, my goodness. You may try to use people to get what you want, to get where you are. I'm just to where you want to be. I'm just saying maybe. That is the reason why you envy and maybe because you recognize that blessing, it was for you. <laughs> but because you didn't know how to treat one another, what I keep telling you, you go, somebody going to believe me one day. God blesses through people, period. The angel Gabriel is not showing up like with Mary when she in the bedroom to say you are pregnant with Christ. The angel said, hey, be not afraid. He does not do it that way. Why? Because he needs people to understand that you need to love your neighbor as yourself. You need to treat others as you want to be treated. Because God's measuring stick, if you love him, is how you love your neighbor. That is the only way. So those, my believers out there that keep saying they're the holy ones of Israel, Jesus is their first cousin, that they love the Lord, and they can't say hi to nobody, and they can't treat nobody with respect or love. They got a nasty attitude all the time. I'm sorry you're not saved. I'm sorry you don't believe in the Lord. I didn't write it. I didn't say it. That's biblical. Anybody want to challenge me? Come on with it. But the truth is the truth. Next thing, my goodness, I hope this is helping somebody, is do not speak evil or complain against one another. My Goodness, that goes along with do not challenge and envy one another. My, they go hand in hand. Do not speak evil or complain against one another. My goodness, the scripture says do not speak against uh, one another. Brethren, there's that word again, brethren. Listen to me. The people that even don't look like you are still your brethren, whether you like it or not. The Bible says do not speak against one another brethren he who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law but if you judge the law you are not a doer of the law but a judge of it that's james 4 and 11 next scripture says this is james 5 and 9 do not complain brethren uh-oh listen listen we got to stop that complaining and judging each other that scripture right there, it said, do not complain, brethren, against one another, that you yourselves may not be judged. 
Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, we can judge the tree by the fruit of what people produce. You can judge the fact if you're not experiencing and somebody's not expressing love to you, but you can't judge of why. You don't know why. Because that goes to intent. But you can judge what they produce and the conversation that you can have with somebody is, hey, look, sir, ma'am, whoever it is, whoever you're talking to, look, you say that you love me, but what you're expressing, what I'm experiencing from you is not love. You can say that. You can't tell them why they don't love you because you don't know that. But you can say, look, based on what you're saying, you're out of integrity because what you're saying and your actions are not lining up. And what I'm experiencing, because what I know love to be is love is patient, <laughs> love is joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, self-control, uh, humility. And look, what you're, what you're showing me right now is not love. You can do that when you're not seeing it, when you're not experiencing it. But we got to get to the point where we stop speaking evil or complain against one another. Stop judging one another. Next thing. Oh, my goodness, man. I don't know if I have any friends. Man, I sure hope this is blessing somebody. Look, if I just reach one, all I want to do is reach one. Reach one in this conversation, and look, that my job is done. Next negative command is do not seek glory from one another. Oh, my goodness, the big one, number six. Do not seek glory from one another. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that glory. Woo! My goodness, Ben. Folks want that glory. Glory. That glory is like crack. That's once they get a hit, man, they chasing that line. They chasing it when that comes to that glory. And people will do whatever they can, which is a shame, and hurt whoever they can just so they can get the glory. See, people don't want just the blessing. They want to be recognized. Do you know there was a psychological study done? And let me tell you how powerful glory is. Psychological study done, certain amount of people were asked this question. They said in the study, if would you rather be a millionaire and people not know it, or would you rather be famous and broke? Ladies and gentlemen, I lie to you not. 85% of the people said they would rather be famous and broke versus a millionaire. No one not know it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't look. Look, I'm just trying to express to you the mentality of people. What glory can do. People would rather be seen. People would rather have glory. People would rather work on their name brand. Versus to have the blessing and someone not know it. Versus just being a vehicle for blessings to come through. I have always been one of those. Like, this is why Magic Johnson is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. Is because he was a star maker. Not just a star. It wasn't all about the glory for him. He knew that he had to make every single person on the court better. And therefore, that's what made him one of the best of all time, because he elevated people. So guess what? It wasn't him that just got the glory. It was his teammates that got the glory. And now guys are in the Hall of Fame because of him. Oh, my goodness. Do not seek glory from one another. Here's something on John 544. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and you do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God? 
ladies and gentlemen, sometimes it is not enough for people just to seek the glory from God that to be recognized by God. They want to be recognized by people all the time. That's what always kills me about Academy Awards and the Grammys and stuff like that. I'm always looking for the one that says, I'm giving honor to God first. Thank God first. Because without him, because he's the one that gave me the ability to get wealth, to establish the covenant. So anybody, whatever you're doing, whatever your successes are, God gave it to you first. And we should be doing it for his glory. But look, people want to be in that glory seat. People that look, people want it right now, even through this coronavirus era right now, through social injustice. Man, there are so many people right now, I can name them. They could care less about the black cause. They could care less about the cause for humanity. All they want right now is to be seen. That's what one of the issues I have with Black Lives Matter. There are so many people right now that are just part of the movement just because so they can be seen, so they can make a name for themselves and could care less about black people, period. Oh, see, I done lost some folks right now, right now. I, you Look, you want, y'all want me to just turn it off? Y'all want me to stop? Look, I could just fold up shop right now. If you don't see it right now, then you're probably one of the ones right now that just doing it because, hey, I'm holding a power fist up right now. Oh, black lives matter. But you look, today you decided to be black. Don't care about no black issues. Don't know who black leaders are. Nothing. Don't even know what, what it really is or what the struggle is to be a black American. I'm watching many people on the news right now. They just seeking their own glory on and on the backs of other people. Oh, see, y'all go, y'all gonna make me just snap right here, but I'm just gonna keep going. It also says, while this command was, was addressed to the unbelieving religious leaders in Israel, there is a principle here that obviously applies to all and is tremendously important to the entire process of our ability to love one another. In John 5, 37 through 40, here's an example right now. It was one of the Jews that was uh, uh, very studious and knew the Old Testament scriptures. Uh, he also, uh, he had missed the purpose of the scripture and become self-religious or self-righteous and proud of, of his knowledge. Failing to see sinfulness that was self-confident externalists who sought acceptance with God and the praise of men and their legalistic obedience to the law. They failed to see that their need for the cross and the suffering of the Savior. Because they failed to see their sinfulness and weakness, they saw no need for faith in Christ. See, sometimes we overlook why we treat each other like we, like we want to be treated. Why are we supposed to love our neighbors ourselves? Because it's a divine commandment. And sometimes we want to look at legalistic laws or high behind laws sometimes. And you can see that also if you read and study the Bible, the same thing was happening. That's why Pharisees, Sadducees, people of that nature, these are people that were, uh, uh, they knew the law so well, but didn't know the spirit behind the law, didn't know the God that of the law of why they were supposed to do it. That's why it's important. The reason why we're having these conversations of how to treat one another is we're getting to the why. The why is because we're all brethren. The why is because that's God's measuring stick for us. The why is because we have to live here together. Those are the whys. And this is where we cannot seek our own glory on our brother's back. We have to do this together. We have to be kindly affectionate one to another. We have to give our, our brethren a reasonable advantage. This We got to give them the gift of hospitality. We got to be in service to one another. Oh my goodness, there's some people that don't like me. Now, let's keep going. 
People are seeking glory from men or from one another without awareness and recognition of our sinfulness and need, without faith in God's son and the cross, without truly resting in who we are in Christ and acceptance of us. We are left to justify ourselves and find our sense of security and significance from people. When we seek glory from one another, we are unable to love one another in a biblical sense according to the character of the word. Rather, we come engrossed with such things. Y'all better watch this now. This is gonna hurt. This may hurt just a little bit. See, we become more engrossed with things of performance. Questions like, hey, how do I do? How am I doing? It's all about I or the appearance. How do I look? Look, there's some people that love to rather lose looking good than rather win looking bad. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Let me leave that alone. Also, another thing is status. How important am I? Let me see. How far can I move up in this Black Lives Matter movement? How far can I move up in, 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 in the Black caucus? How, how, far, how far can I move up so people can recognize who I am? Let the train of my road fill this place. That's, that's the, the attitude and the mentality of people that are glory-seeking. Religious leaders did not approve of Christ's act of love when he healed the sick man on the Sabbath. Rather, they were infuriated because Christ had broken the Sabbath. They failed to see that the Sabbath, according to God's purpose, as a blessing for man, that's Mark 2.27, their self-righteousness had blinded them to the ultimate goal of Scripture, love for God and love for man. In John 5.44, the Lord says, how can you believe when? And, it, and right there is a question mark. In other words, how can you put your faith in God? How can you learn to rest in him and what he has to offer you? You have to put your trust in the wrong place and you're seeking your happiness in the wrong way. Christ shows us that what they were doing was keeping them from trusting in him and what he had to offer them. Seeking glory from one another hinders our capacity to trust God in God's acceptance and evaluation of our lives. Such a trust causes us to seek from men what only God can give us. Listen, listen. I would rather God elevate me somewhere and take me to where he wants me to be and be right standing with him versus being in the hands of another man. Waiting for a man or a woman to elevate me. Oh my God, somebody just got their feelings hurt right now. Because you know what the problem is? You can't wait for that. Or you may not like the way that God is going to elevate you because it don't look like the way you envisioned it. Oh, that's not the vision God gave me. Well, praise the Lord. As long as you get the blessing and it's for his glory, why not? Why wouldn't you be happy where uh, he elevates you? I love it. There's a story about David. David was disobedient to God. And God said, "Okay, since you're going to do your own thing, now listen to me. uh, I'm going to let you choose your punishment. And gave him three different punishments. And one of the punishments, he was uh, he could either be chased by his enemies, or uh, there was another punishment where it, uh, 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 another man uh, would be in his fate, would would control his fate. One of the third ones were was uh, you know God gave it to him, and then David says, "Look, I appreciate the choices." He told God, he said, "Look." Whatever you do, this is how much David loved God. He said, whatever you do, don't put me in the hands 
of another man. I would rather take a punishment because of your love that you have for me, because of your grace that you have for me. I will take the three days being in the palm of your hands and taking your punishment versus being having my enemies or being in the hands of another man. And here's the thing. We want to rely so much on being on other people, elevating us to where we think we need to be or where God needs to be. Now, yes, God is going to use people to help elevate you, but you cannot rely on those people. You need to rely on trust and trust God that he's going to use those people to get you where you are, to where you need to be. That is the whole point. We start trusting in man so much and not God. That's the thing about what's going on right now with with the coronavirus and social injustice. Right now, people are trusting more <laughs> in what the government tells them and what one doctor, Dr. Fauci, tells them, what the media tells them versus what God said that you've been redeemed from poverty, sickness, and death. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you something? There is no disease out there. There is no virus out there, not even the AIDS virus. The AIDS virus is worse than this quote-unquote coronavirus. If it was from God, it was really going to harm you. Trust me, you would know it. <laughs> there is nothing out there right now, if you're a believer, that would ha make anything happen to you right now. Because especially if you are in the body of Christ and have faith and you are a believer, I promise you, that if you trust God on this one, and, and not saying you're not listening to what's going on in the world because you live in the world, you have to. But if you just step out on faith and just believe a little bit that he's going to protect you, he's going to protect your family. I promise you, you'll get through this valley, this global valley experience of the coronavirus. Have people lost their lives? Absolutely. Is it a, tra a tragic thing people lost their lives? Absolutely. But let me tell you, we're talking about more of the lives lost than we're talking about more of the success stories of the people healed. The, the deaths have not come close to the people that have recovered. The numbers that are happening right now have are no more than any flu-like numbers any year. But this is where, right now, when you're talking about seeking the glory of one another, if we had just come together and just believe God, for what he says and how he loves us, we'll be able to get through any crisis, social injustice, coronavirus, it don't matter because God is overall. Not man, not the president of the United States, not Dr. Fauci, I'm telling you, we need to come together and how we treat one another because if we treat each other correctly, we'll be able to come reason together. And then therefore, when we reason together, we'll be able to take the blinders off of fear. Ouch! That is one of the things that is motivating that is going on right now is such a fear factor. That's why you don't want to seek the glory of men. You want to seek the glory of God. There's no need to seek the glory of one another of a man because guess what? A man is only going to try to get over on you and try to make you fearful so they can rise above you and be at the top. God says, look, you guys are all, are all equal to me. Now, have I given you different gifts and talents? Absolutely. But guess what? 
All of you are on a leveling playing field. Oh boy, they do not like me now. Woo! Let's hear some food for thought. During this time of social unrest, when you speak out against what's going on uh, to your fellow uh, brethren, are you doing it for men's approval, or are you doing it so God can get the glory? Oh my God! Oh my God! Somebody, y'all better ask somebody. I don't even know if I want you to answer this question because somebody y'all ain't gonna answer this question. During this time of social unrest. When you speak out against what's going on to your fellow brethren, are you doing it for men's approval? Or are you doing it so you can get the glory? <laughs> really examine yourself with this question. You can answer this question or give your thoughts in the comment section on This Is The Day Facebook page or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And make sure you put hashtag This Is The Day. Let's continue on, ladies and gentlemen. I hope I still got some friends left. It seems evident from the two commandments of Mark 12, 28 to 33, and the many commands to love one another, that love is one of the clear marks of maturity. A mature man or woman will be the one who loves. But if love is the evidence of maturity, what is its essence? Is the mature person just a program individual who obeys a host of injunctions or commands to love one another or whose life consists of certain kinds of activities that he chooses to do. Certainly, people must choose to act against natural, unloving inclinations and feelings on behalf of others. If something deeper does not occur, however, this love will lack reality and it will fail. Here is a question for you. Why do we so often fail in love? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because, let's go back to like the Pharisees in the Bible. When we are seeking glory from men, we are looking to get from people what only the Lord can give. Because we live in an imperfect world, we often do not get what we want, and to get our wants met, we act out of self-protective measures and very unloving ways. Our overt acts of love are really acts of, wait for it, hypocritical self-love. Ladies, don't, don't get mad at me. I'm only telling you the truth of what's going on. Look, do you want, do you want to have a conversation, a show where you don't get the truth? Look, some of what I'm saying absolutely is controversial. I get it because everybody's not going to believe what I believe and nor does it require you to. All I'm asking you is to look at the big picture. All I'm asking you is, look, if we're going to get through this because I'm in it just with you, we're going to have to do this together and we're going to have to find a way to reason with each other. Listen, your point of view is just as valid as my point of view. Look, I can't make you no more wronger than mine. All I can do is just give you the facts give you the truth of what God said about it. Let that be the center of the wheel. My God. Also, we build walls around ourselves for protection, but these walls become hindrances to our ability to love. We become defensive and self-assertive. We challenge others in an unloving way. We become critical to protect ourselves or to build ourselves up <laughs> both to others and to ourselves. Another thing, we complain and we speak evil of others to build up our own self-esteem or to meet our felt needs. Oh, my goodness. Ladies, y'all, I need to stop. This, this is hurting me to say it, but this is all the truth 
of every single thing that is going on right now. I hope you start looking at the news and looking at people differently after you hear this show. Because I promise you, a light bulb will come like, oh my goodness. It's like some scales will come off your eyes. You're like, my goodness, what was I looking at? Also, it says, we may be withdraw, we may withdraw and fail to reach out to others in love because we are afraid of being hurt or some kind of failure. So, if the evidence of maturity is love, the essence of maturity is a daily realized spiritual dependence on the Lord, out of which we find the tripod we all need of spiritual stability. Here is the tripod that we need. First of all, for spiritual stability, acceptance. And here's the thing about acceptance. God has accepted all of us in Christ. You just got to be willing to accept him. See, there are rules to enter and remain in any relationship. Next thing, belongingness. Understand this. As a child of God, I belong to him and his family and also competence. As a believer in Christ, one blessed with spiritual blessing and the indwelling spirit. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So acceptance, belongingness, and competence. These are the tripods of all spiritual stability. Ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to be about to close. We do not live in the Garden of Eden, which was lost because of the fall, nor in the glories of the future reign of Christ, where the, the lamb will lie down with the lion. Until we acknowledge that this life, because of the evil age, evil of this age, is going to be filled with times of pain and disappointment and circumstances and relationships, we will not pursue Christ with the passion of deep thirst, nor will we be able to reach out in love to those around us. Why? Because we be seeking glory, security, and significance from this life rather than from the Savior. As long as we seek from man what only God can give through Christ, we will not exercise faith in the only one who can fill our core and most fundamental need, which is to know God. We will have turned God's process upside down. We will be looking for love, security, and significance and all the wrong places. The great need is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, to know God and to rest in him, and to commit our other longings and needs to the Lord. Matthew 6.31 says, Do not be anxious then, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or with all shall we be clothed ourselves? These are casual longings, but this applies to the critical longings as well. Matthew 6.32 says, For all the things the Gentiles eagerly seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. This is the pattern of the world. So trust God for your needs. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. 
the, these are crucial longings, the core needs of man, which must take first priority. My God, Matthew 6, 34 says, therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. That means social injustices. That means coronavirus. That means the presidency. That means all the ills of the world. It will take care of itself. But we first must take care of our relationship with God so we can treat each other how we're supposed to be treated. Oh my goodness. Immediately following these exhortations of Matthew 6, 31 through 34, the Lord deals with the negative effects of our longings, those that involve our relationships with people and when our primary focus is not on him and his kingdom. Do not judge, lest you be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it would be measured back to you. And why do you look at the, the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye. My goodness, we have so much of that going around right now, the pointing of fingers, the judging of each other. Or how can you say to your brother, you the hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly the speck out of your own brother's eye. I'm just telling you in other words, seek ye first the kingdom of God Get your own life right before him. Submit to God's authority, and then you will have the ability to truly deal with the people in love, your brethren in love, your neighbor in love, yourself in love. Oh, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. I love y'all. This was a tough conversation to have. I hope you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode four of How to Treat One Another. I thank you for all your support and responses. I hope I still got some friends. New episodes will release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically, it takes 60 to 90 days. 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding. Look, y'all don't take my word for it. Study it on your own. Look, I'm not saying I'm the all authority, that I know everything. All I'm saying is for us to get through everything that's going on right now, it's going to take a relationship with God. It's going to take us how we treat one another. And also, we're going to have to get rid of and, sh and shed the fear of this thing that is going on right now called this coronavirus. It is stripping the body of Christ. It is stripping the church of faith everywhere. Everywhere right now. There are people that are walking around on eggshells, think they're just going to die and just pass out. And that is the trick of the enemy, and it is just not the truth. Oh, my goodness. Always remember. Applying how we treat one another is the only way we can turn it around for the good. A special thanks. Man, to my man Kevin Clay at I Am Music Group. That's my dog for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork. 
the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Thank y'all for the love. Thank y'all for the support. Thank you for putting me on your radio station Sundays, every Sunday. I appreciate you. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. A-Team for the baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, my pastor. Love that guy. And Lena Bird-Miles for This Is The Day intro. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And remember to post any subject titles you would like to discuss on This Is The Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories of what you thought of the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you, and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.